Known as the Biblical Holy Land, the State of Israel sits on the Mediterranean Sea and is home to beautiful architecture and pristine beaches. It is only 290 miles in length and 85 miles wide, with a population half the size of New York City. With many new startup businesses, Israel is second to Silicon Valley in high-tech companies with many research and development facilities and products originating in Israel. I met Halal through a friend of a friend, and although we have grown up on different sides of the world, we share a lot in common of how we see the world and how people should be treated. She and I spoke about conflicts in Israel relating to the land and the people. We talked about the possibility of a two-state solution and how she had to take final exams in a bomb shelter at school. We spoke about how Tel Aviv is one of the most liberal cities in the world and how she loves that there are cities that break through stereotypes and segregation and where people of different walks of life can live together in peace. I appreciate her openness and neutral position on sensitive topics regarding her home of Israel. Religious people, non-religious people, everything you want, you can find there. And they live in peace and they know how to live next to each other and to respect each other's culture, but also to, you know, live their life. And it's very pretty and beautiful, for my opinion. If you will combine the extreme people, uh, with each other, like the extreme religious, with the extreme mm. non-religious people, it's. I don't think it will help anybody or will make it would create nice conflict. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Just know if there's any questions that you're uncomfortable of, of answering, that's totally fine and we can just skip to the next one. Okay, so uh, my name is Alel. I'm uh, 16 years old from Hoda uh, Sharon. It's a small city next to Tel Aviv. I like to bake and to read and hang out with my friends. Would you say that there's a lot of conflict in your country, in Israel? In my opinion, yes, there is. Of course, there is the Israel-Palestine conflict. But if you ask me, the more like daily basis conflict is between the right wing and the left wing politically, politically opinions in, uh, between the Israelis because it's based mostly about the Israeli and Palestine, uh, Palestine conflict. Like people who are more supported and people who are like really against Palestine. And we all live in like the same cities and the same, go to the same school. And there is like a lot of difference between those people. And you see them like every day, like in your daily basis. So you see this conflict every day but with the palestine you don't i don't know how, how like people that don't live in israel see it but we don't like talk to arabic or palestine people every day we don't see them they live in like separate cities so maybe in uh, i don't know in the no very north uh, side of israel uh, they go to the same schools but we don't really feel them, like, yes, that's what I mean. 
you were talking about right wing and left wing, like that's like about the government that kind of plays a role in the Israel and Palestine conflict. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They decided all the all the important uh, rules and all of this. So there are some people that more support the Palestinians in Israel, but and there and some of them can be really extreme about their uh, political or politically opinion. Mm-hmm. So it can uh, for, for both sides. So it can be dangerous at some point, even though they are all Jewish and like Israeli and this. So from the media that I've received in the United States or like in the Western side of the world, it's been announced that there have been attacks on Gaza with the IDF. Has those attacks affected life as, as an Israeli in the Tel Aviv area? Or like in Israel, has that affected? Yes, I know. I mean, um, okay, so it's it's a little complicated because yes, there were attacks from the IDF to the to Gaza and all of this, but those attacks weren't on children, normal people. It was on terrorists. We have a very sophisticated information system and all of this that really know who is terrorist in with like a leader of of the Hamas and all of the thing in the so the those attacks were like not just on on the whole Gaza city Gaza is a very big place it was on specific people and the attacks from Gaza to Israel were just to make a mess you know what I mean they were just in Tel Aviv live a lot of people that actually against the IDF. Tel Aviv is like very, I don't know if you know, but it's like, it's the most liberal, modernian city in Israel. There, were, there is a lot of exception and, and all of this to all, all the genders, all the people, all the opinions. Liberal. Yes, yes. The, the most liberal city in Israel and also in the world. Not, not in the world, of course, but one of the, one of the liberal cities in the world, okay? Yeah. So, and there live there a lot of people that are against the IDF, that think that the Palestinians can live here however they like and all of this. And the Hamas doesn't, doesn't even care. They, they throw bombs and I don't know what they throw, like... Uh, they all attack. Of the, they, yes, they attack Tel Aviv and all of the cities in the, in the middle, middle of Israel where there is a lot of people that live there. And now people care because two years ago, they, there was a like a small war, I think. It's called Tsukaitan, if you remember. L- like what we have now, so like two years ago. Okay. And Hamas threw bombs on uh, cities in the desert. Okay? okay. Like a lot of people in the desert was very damaged from, from, this, from those attacks. Wow. But nobody really cared because who cared about to live in the desert? You know, we, we don't, most of the people live in the middle of Israel. So what happened in the desert don't really matter. And then the Hamas understand this and thought, okay, we want to make, uh, we want to make noise. So we will attack the, uh, the middle of Israel, Tel Aviv and all the cities around there. Also, Oda Sharon, where I live, were very attacked and a lot of, uh, it's called in Israel, in Hebrew, raketa. I don't know. Rocket, yes. Rocket. So, yes, a lot of rocket. 
to Israel, to Tel Aviv, to Oda Sharon, where I live, to Tel Aviv, to, I don't know if you know, Erzeliya, all of those. My, is, my Israeli geography is not very good other than <laughs> Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, and the Dead Sea. Um, okay. I mean, I so, get yeah, it's It's good. Yeah, it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the city in the, in the middle of Israel? So like Be'er Sheva? Be'er Sheva? Okay, yeah. Okay, good sorry, question. I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying it wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, very good. Be'er Sheva is in the desert. So in the small world, it was uh, two years ago, Be'er Sheva was really attacked. But now, not a lot. I mean, yeah, Be'er Sheva is kind of big city, but it's... It's not like an important city. If it doesn't get it. a lot of attention. Yeah, yes, it doesn't get a lot of attention. Like, uh, like Tel, Tel Aviv. Aviv. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I guess I have this question. Um, I, obviously, this is just about getting your perspective, and there's no wrong answer. No one can tell you what to say. It's your opinion. Was Israel the first one to attack, or was it Hamas that was that attacked first? Recently, in the in the most recent, like in the most recent. You want like the literal answer or like what is really the, going on? Because in the literal answer, the war start from rocket from how it's not like my even my opinion. It, yes, yeah. uh, start from attacked from the uh, Hamas to Israel or by rocket and also by um, by people like a lot of Arab people going suicide for their country you know you know oh like a suicide bomber yes suicide bomber yes it's something very common in israel we just go on a bus or something and suicide and bomb the whole bus it's it's yeah it's common that's very sad yes that's very sad but for them it's not sad because they get like they believe in in the religious they believe that they get uh, when they go to heaven they believe they get a lot of money and a lot of women so it's like it's like a same thing to do for them it's called jihad oh jihad yeah so jihad it's like some person that suicide bomb actually for for his country and for his uh, culture so they started by this but israeli is way better organized and powerful and like with more money so we can afford like better weapons and better soldiers so ours attacked are not like their attack but because they attacked with the like rocket that uh, they did in their garden but uh, uh, no I, i'm serious like they they make the rocket from like like thing that they they can uh, find it at home like things and that we, they can afford no but also but also literally i mean like from uh, it's called a fifon kit the thing that you like found oh. it on the beach oh a kite yeah a kite kite yeah sorry it's called kite it's like it's like a kite okay that you just uh, add uh, something that uh, make a boom when it's land okay it's like really a third grade uh, chemistry lesson uh, bombs okay i mean no i'm serious so the it's not really equal you know to make weapons but uh, yes they started the war okay i guess just a, something that's like I want to get your perspective on is do you ever feel like any guilt or like any regret for Palestinians or like do you feel 
do you feel bad? Like the Palestinians that aren't terrorists or the people that don't want to, that they just want peace, they want to live life. Yes, do Israelis? Yes, I feel for them, I feel bad for them. And I think all of the Israelis feel bad for them, but not because of us, because of the Hamas, because the Hamas made them to get to this point. Like there are a lot of, there are also a lot of Arabs that live in Israel uh, that don't support the Hamas and want to live like under the Israeli government and they live in peace and they have uh, like families and works and all of this and they're happy and also a lot of people that live in the Hamas they don't want to be there want to be under the Israeli government because we protect our people okay if they're Jewish and also if they're not Jewish, like if they're from, um, we have a lot of people from um, Ethiopia in Israel and, and also, and a lot of people, okay? So I feel sorry for them because they didn't choose to be, to live in Gaza. They, they don't have a lot of choice now. Like they can't just run from them. It's not democracy, you know. It, terror control the whole city. Yeah, that's it's very unfortunate. Do you have any Palestinian friends or like any or at least like any Muslim friends? No, I don't. But it's very hard to explain because we don't actually live in the same city with them. I, I know it's not your fault or something, yes, but a lot of people from like they don't live or ever been to Israel think that we just live in like with a like next Gamas here and we have like topian animals going around us it's it's like oh, it's no. a normal city and we have different uh, cities for jewish and for arabs and for like and for more religious people and for less religious people it's like you know everybody everyone live next to the people that like him so no but my father He's, has an arab friend um that's that's actually very interesting so you were talking about these cities and they're like divided into like one city is for jewish people another city is for the ones that are more religious the ones for arabs do you think that's wrong to be like kind of segregating in a way segregating the people that live in israel from one side i think that it's wrong yes because i think it's very uh, fun and nice to live like in community that you have like a lot of different um, different culture and different people that it's more interesting and more exception but in the other side they have for example very religious people you can't drive in their city in shabbat okay because they, you know, they keep shop. But if you will go with your car to one of their uh, cities, people will stone on your window and jump on your window. It's it's like, it's crazy. Those people are really crazy. I, I, I'm not wow. joking. Yes. And only Shabbat, yes, because... Because they think like this is our city, and we we ask not to do things that breaking the Shabbat and and like interrupting their things. So they ask, don't do these things. But like for me, of course I'm Jew and all of this, but I'm not very religious. I want to go to the to the beach in in Shabbat, or I want to go to visit my grandma. So what? I, I can't do it because I live in the same city with the religious people. It's like yeah, that's that is true. That I bet 
yeah. obviously there's preferences and like I think it's good but you know obviously this is not supposed to be my opinion it's your, this yeah, is your interview but I personally feel like that being together like combined with different types of people I think that's could make us as a human society as like as humans better no no I know what you mean and there's a lot of cities that are very very combined it's called Haifa okay. oh in the north in the north yes this is one of the amazing uh, cities I know it's combined of people like that are Muslims Arab Christian Arabs religious people non-religious people everything you want you can find there and they live in peace and they know how to live next to each other and to respect each other culture but also to you know live their life and it's very pretty and beautiful for my opinion so there is cities like this but if you will combine the extreme people uh, with each other like the extreme religious with the extreme mm. non-religious people it's I don't think it will help anybody or will make it would create nice conflict yeah and it's just better to you know but like if there is a chance like wh- what they did in Haifa it's it's very nice yes it's very nice yeah I, I bet Haifa is a beautiful place Yes, and they live in peace and they they are friends, they go to the same school and also they learn from each other. And it's, I think like in Haifa, attacked at war like uh, like two like months ago in the, you know, I don't think they were attacked there because they, they are really friends. They live so much, so many years around each other that they understand that they are not just Jewish and uh, and Muslim, they are human, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really beautiful. I actually didn't know about that. Do you have family that live in Haifa? Um, like friends that live there? No. Yeah, we have friends. Yes, we have family friends that live there, and we go there a lot. It's it's just a, also a very big city in Israel that we don't have a lot to do in Israel, so we just. Yeah, visit the big cities. Um, I'm just looking at a map of Israel right now, and like it seems that Haifa is very close to uh, Lebanon. Like, yes, is there? Yeah. Would you say that? Well, obviously, because the communities are more combined, but like, like in the culture, or like even just the culture, the food of that city, or like that part of Israel, is it more influenced by the by the Lebanese? Yes. Like yes, a lot more in the best way it could be because I think Haifa has the best food because it's like you said it's combined with with all of the east taste you know like a lot of labane if you know what it is it's like labane. this kind of cheese it's called labane and no, never mind it. it's like a very famous Lebanon cheese falafel and all of the Arab things, yes, it's like combined with the hummus and and like good salads and and knafe, you know, you know what is. Uh, yes, speaking my language. All of the those food are not only from Lebanon and not only from Israel. Created where you combine both of those uh, worlds, you know. That's beautiful. I love that. I just have a question. I just need to ask this. Yes. Do you, do you so you like Arab culture or like you think yeah. like you say yes, you like? I, I, yes. I, my dream is to go to Morocco. Morocco? Yeah. 
Morocco, yes. This is not, I, I really want to go there to travel there, but uh, I can't. Yeah, you only have the Israeli passport. Yes, so it's a little bit of problem. But what I mean to say is that I really love the Arabic culture. I think it's beautiful. And I think the Israeli's culture is a little bit, or a lot even, uh, affected by the Arabic culture. So it's also nice. Okay. Um, and then I just have one last question about, you know, it's Israel okay. and Palestine. Yes. Thank you so much for answering these, by the way. Um, I know it can be like a pretty sensitive topic for Jewish people no, or like Israel. What are your thoughts on a two-state solution? It's complicated. I have to say, I am not like politician or something. So I don't really, really understand the both of the sides and I don't really know what's the effect that can happen if if something like this uh, will actually happen but I think in my opinion that it's not some far dream it's like something that can really happen if if the right people will organize it right and and will really think through it so it's it can be reality but it's not like that easy. That's what I mean to say. That it's ah, okay. like okay, it's not that easy, but it's something that can happen for real. You wouldn't be angry like if there was a Palestine and there wasn't, but like there was an Israel as well. Like there was both Israel and a Palestine. Like no, I won't. I won't be angry because I think, of course, if they make it right and you know, like for the Israeli and for the Palestine. And both of the sides will be happy from what they get. I will be happy because I think it's something that they, that's very important because how we live like this, it's not, it's not good, not for us and not for them, especially not for them. Yes, but no, I, I will be happy. I think they deserve it because like I said, most of them don't want to be part of the Hamas like movement. That's really, that's amazing. I really believe that no conflicts should ever exist on this planet. And I, I just feel bad for those Arabs or like the, the Palestinians. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, I want to support Israel as well. I want to support the Israelis, the Jewish people, but I also want to support the Palestinians. It's just like, I don't want conflict. No, but I, <laughs> I want to help both. So I really loved hearing that you as an Israeli want to help or like you want yeah. Palestinians yeah. to be happy. I want to, I want to help them a lot, but they're kind of, we don't have like a, a lot of touch with them where I live. Maybe, you know, like I said, in Haifa and those city, they have like more talk with them, but like in the middle of Israel, we don't have like a lot with the, of uh, contact with them. Oh, okay. So I can't really help them. I guess like there are different places where you can or like where you can like can contact them or like at least just yes yes but also something that I forgot to say um I don't know if you know but every every person that uh, come to the age of uh, 18 have to go to the army in Israel you know that oh yes yes I actually did hear about that yes so it's it's something that everyone has to do it's not even a questions like you have to you have to go to the army when you turn uh, 18 but it's only for like two years yes or... yes only for two years only to serve the country for two years and that's it so every family in israel have 
at least one brother or sister or uncle or, or niece in the army right now. For example, I have a one brother in the army right now, two cousins in the army, and two a, like uncle that went to the army and now they are like continuing to serve. Okay. So it's kind of hard to support also the Palestine when my family is in the army. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I guess that I, is true. For those people, of course, and those children that didn't do anything to anyone. But from the other hand, they hurt me they had my home my my one of my best friend house was attacked by one of the rocket and got like like smashed like yes oh. they didn't get hurt my friend and her family didn't get hurt but like it, it was like in my in my city in my yeah so it's it's That's very scary yeah, it's scary, exactly. Does your house like have a basement or like a place like like a bomb shelter? Yes, it has a bomb shelter. Most of the house has a bomb shelter. And it's also something that it's like weird. I talked to my mom like a few few weeks ago about it and I said like, wow, it's very it's very nice that most of the house in Israel have like a safe uh, how, how did did you call it? A bomb shelter. A, a bomb sh- shelter, yeah. Like a basement. No, it's not have to be a basement. It can also be like a- any room that is a bomb shelter, yes. So and I and I said it's very nice that the, like every house in Israel have a bomb shelter. And she said, like, yes, that's nice. But you know that most of the other uh, countries in the world they don't have a bomb shelter in every room. And and I was shocked. I thought I thought. I thought it was something like regular that everybody has a basement or a bomb shelter room in their house. Some people in the United States are like in countries where it gets super cold and it snows. Like they'll have basements. <laughs> so like they'll have like a basement or something. Yeah. But other than that, no, there's, there's, I've never been to a house with a bomb shelter. It's, it's not that nice. It's just like a, it's just big a room. door and big uh, windows that can, and also the walls are from uh, different uh, material. So it's not like something very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, hopefully you don't have to ever use the bomb shelter because like it's No, a we use it. We use it in the weeks of the attack. We use it like at least twice a day. Yes, yes. Wow. We use there was Rega alarms at least at least twice a day for two weeks. We we didn't go to school not because of the corona because of the we okay we we stopped going to school because of the you know COVID COVID nineteen mm-hmm. and then we we were in quarantine and all of this and then we went back to school and everybody was very happy and then the attack started and we we couldn't go to school we we got back to the Zoom yes and because. The, the final exams, you know, like, uh, yeah. you have them too? Yeah. So, because they were scared that there will be alarms uh, in the time of the exam, they did the exam in bomb shelter's room only to, wow. to, yes, because they didn't want, like, in the middle of the 
the test that people will like get scared and and like uh, go to their house so they yeah. had to do it like this that yeah. is crazy I, what social issues are most prevalent in in your country like i'm when i'm talking racism sexism homophobia even xenophobia i don't know what xenophobia is xenophobia would basically be like discrimination or hate towards people from other countries coming to the u.s mm, okay 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 yeah it's 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 kind of racism too no i guess it's also race it, in a way it can be racism but like you know coming from yeah, europe to have a different okay okay yeah. yeah i guess we have all of the issues in israel too like yes but most of israel is is very liberal so i think that we don't have really big problem of uh, homophobia or things like this actually in friday i'm going to the pride walk oh okay yes to support i have a few uh, gay friends I can say a thing. Yeah, gay so friends. we're going to the to the pride walk in uh, Tel Aviv, and it's going to be really, really fun. It's something like huge, like tons of people, and uh, yeah, it's very fun and very colorful. Homophobia is like it's a problem, of course, because it's not something that everyone respect and uh, still a problem, but it's it's not like a big problem. Uh, but I think uh, racism is the biggest problem that we deal here in Israel because I think I said it like before that we have a lot of people that from uh, Ethiopia their uh, color are like uh, you know more darker than us yes and I don't really like seen it ever but they say and of course we believe them and we support them that they have people treat them differently Like when you, they go to job interview and when they go to restaurant and people disrespectful to them. So I think this is a big problem for them. But also for, for me, if I live in a country where uh, people feel like this, it's, it's a problem also for me. Do you think that there's a shift in perspective in young people or do you think young people like you, you and like you and I in Israel, Um, still think that it's okay to be you know, racist or homophobic like no I think I think the young people have a whole different uh, pers- perspective on on the world and on the country and on all of those topics like uh, racism homophobic like I think that young people are just more ex- accepting ex- accepting other people yes and and they They're also more like exposed to social media, like, yeah. I don't know, every social media. So they understand that there are a lot of people in the world that everyone uh, love who, who they love and, and dress how they want to dress. So, and, and older people don't really, they just don't get it. Like, yeah, it's not sometimes even if they want to try to understand they just don't live in the same socially world than uh, the younger people do you keep up with politics and government in israel yes like uh, it's i think all of the kids even the kids everyone that like above like 12 has to keep to keep up with the politically what's happening in the government and what's happening in the 
country right now because we have a very small country so in Israel it's like okay we all we have like I don't know ten, nine million people here top something like this so it's it's small country because it's so small and so like everyone know each other and every every city you go you can find some family member or family friend it's Yeah, so, so you have to keep up with the politically that's going on because, you know, it's, it's so small that also the children are involved. When, you're learn- when you keep up with politics, like, how do you get your information like, to learn about it? Do you learn about the politics from your, from your parents, your social media, the news, your friends? Of course from the TV and like from newspaper and all of those things. But also a lot from my parents, of course. And I think because of them, I have like similar political opinion to them for the good and for the bad, you know. But we live in the same house. We live in the same area of Israel. So we have like this kind of close perspective on Israel. But also from my friends, we, we don't like, Not from my friends, but in, in my friend group and all of those the things. Yes, we talked we talk about it and we are like uh, debating also about it. And yes, because it's it's important for us. It's like all of those things really affect our lives. Yeah. And it's like about the future, the future of Israel as well. Yeah. So yeah. I actually do have a question about like how you learn about like what's going on in the country. So is there like a, is there censorship on the news? Like does the government block any information? It's a tricky question because some people say that the government blocks uh, information and some people say they don't, but politically opinion of news on the TV is kind of going for the left wing So a lot of people say that uh, it's really affect the younger people that they, also the children and a lot of people that live in, in the country. TV is like going... Being checked and like... Yes, yeah. They say like news on the TV need to be like without any politically opinion. They just need to, to say, the, say the news, not to, not to say their opinion about it. But... Do you have any friends from different countries or like have you met people have you met a lot of people from different countries? Not a lot, but I went to camp so I uh, I have friends from there. No, I think only from California uh, area. Okay. So. But like have you traveled to different places and like met different yeah. people from those countries? My family and I um travel a lot also in Israel but also in the in the whole world so but I I don't have like you know friends from there but like mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people from different countries yeah I've been to a lot of country I've been to Uganda Uganda and... wow Uganda's <laughs> beautiful I've yes, never been there but I what also do you think to... yeah it was it was amazing yeah We went to see gorillas and yeah, no, no, this was a crazy trip. And I've been to Guatemala. 
Oh, okay. And Mexico, and I've been also to California, of course, and I've been to a lot of people in the in, in Europe. I have a quick question. Well, obviously, this would be this could be a very sensitive topic. So I understand that you're Jewish, Jewish, and you're female. So if this if you don't want to answer this, this is fine. What did you think of Germany, considering like the past? And <laughs> um, so. Actually, my grandfather was in the in the world in the in the, in World War Two, so of course it's sensitive for me and for my family. But in the end, like uh, they pay what they had to pay, and I don't mean only on money. I mean like they pay like in regret of a lot of people because I. But I think that now the people that live there now are new people and I don't think they need to get the guilt of what their uh, grandparents did but I don't think it's their fault like you know like I don't want anybody to blame me for something that my even my siblings did I don't want I I won't blame anyone about what their uh, grandparents did and I think that's fine and German it's like a beautiful country so i, I actually they... have been to germany before yes yeah i i thought yeah. it was beautiful it's beautiful country and they have like a beautiful view so from the people you've met in the united states or like the people you've met like from your travels like around the world do you see more differences or similarities between those people you've met culturally or id like from with ideology from my culture and their culture and from all of the different culture from your culture and like the cultures that of people that you've met uh, yes of course there is a different because like the israeli culture is it's not the jewish okay. culture it's the israeli culture it's something different we have kind of warness i think i think I, it's a world can you warness, say that really know a lot of people from our country so everyone is like it's a oh, small community you know, he, you know he so we all like a big uh we, we all kind big of family very big so, so so it's yeah it's a very unique culture because the culture is very effect from all of the arab countries around us like you said lebanon and egypt and uh, jordan and all of those but the mix of culture create a very different and special new culture is very unique for my opinion like every culture has like a different things that make them beautiful yeah do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict like in the streets like have you seen people protesting like out in public yes i i also went to one of those the black lives matter or no 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 about the about the government it was a demonstration yeah demonstration yeah that's a protest yeah protest yes i went to a few protests about the government because there were a little bit of problem with the government here but on the black lives matter and all of those things because it's not like it's not the same in the US and in Israel because we don't have like this kind of racism about black people and yeah or like the or like Asians like with the stop Asian hate like yeah we don't we we just don't have a lot of Asian or uh, black people 
in Israel, so we don't have this kind of racism. But I you I did totally... you did say that there is a big like Ethiopian community in Israel. Yeah, is that yes, yes, that exactly. That's what I mean. We had like two like two years ago or something like this a lot of protests about the the Ethiopian uh, people because they had like a very big problem with the racism of the people and. Now, I, I guess they're more comfortable now because they don't do a lot of protests. But when they did, I was, you know, younger. So I didn't really was involved in those uh, topics. Besides the Ethiopian and maybe, you know, the Arabs and the Palestinian people, we don't have like a lot of different people to be racism on. <laughs> like yeah. uh, all the people just, of course, I don't, get it or something but i think this is our opinion because we are young and we are more more exposed to to all of those people like to asian people and to black people and to ethiopian people so we really understand that they're just like us yeah like they're humans okay now here's the last question about the peace and conflict then we'll talk about like the fun stuff the food and culture and things that like (laughs) How can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Israel? General, overall, in- overall, like it could be about Israel-Palestine or like even about racism, how to like end racism, or like just overall, how can young people like advocate for peace in Israel? I think in my, in my opinion, that the most effective thing that young people can do, share it or like talk about it in the social media, because we, because we're young, so the government and, and the all of those people don't really take take the young people very serious. So we don't have, beside of going to protest and all of those things that we, we go, a lot of my friends go to a lot of protests about the government, about the environment, about a lot of things like this. So besides going to those protests and share those things on social media is very, very important because a lot of people just don't don't even understand. Like, like you said, you didn't even know that th- those things are happening in Israel, that we go mm-hmm. to the bomb shelter like twice a day. Yeah, I did not know so that. So if we could share it to more people and could expose more people to this kind of reality i think that it could really make a change yeah definitely i think educating people in social media is is a great strategy or like a great way yeah okay no more questions about peace and conflict now we get to the questions about food and culture i remember you were talking about like the food in kaifa and you were getting really excited (laughs) and middle eastern food the best yeah i'm sorry i'm i'm actually italian and everyone loves Italian food. Right. I love Middle Eastern food. It's so good. <laughs> what are the most popular dishes in Israel? Or like, what is, like, is there a national dish? Yeah, I think the national dish is the falafel. But, and also, of course, it's very common. But also a hummus with the pita bread. Hummus with pita bread. You can find it everywhere. There, It's called hummusia. It's like a place where you can find hummus. Oh, wait, hummusia? Hummusia, yeah. That is so interesting. Okay, hold on. So I, I really want to comment on this real quickly. Okay. okay. Hummusia, like the ending, like hia, yeah. that is actually the exact same way 
my first language was actually Spanish. And the way that you would say it, like an ice cream shop would be in heladeria. And helado and yeah, is, also, is ice cream. And like ia yeah. at the end, that's like an ice cream place. I think that's so it's funny. Like, it's like also in Italy, we call a place where you sell ice cream, we call it glideria. It's like Glideri. a place when you call glida wow. is like ice cream. And yeah, it's like, wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. I did, I did I not know we... that. Okay, no, but, but this is really cool what you're saying. You take a food or like a place and then you add yeah at yeah. the end, then that's like the shop or like a, like a bakery, panderia. Like pan is bread in Spanish. Yeah. Okay, now this is in Israel. This is about Israel. It's not about Spanish. Okay, so you said that hummus, falafel, and like those are the most yeah. common. Or like Hummus, falafel, also something that most people, I think, I think that is like less common than hummus and falafel, but one of the best dishes that Israeli can offer. It's called sabich. You ever sabich. heard of it? I've not heard of sabich. Sabich is like, is something that you can find when you go to eat falafel. It's like a pita with hummus and with like eggs and, and tomatoes. So it, it's, it's very good. It's is it just, like a, is it like a sandwich? Yeah. No, it, yeah. Like a, like a pita sandwich. Ah, that, that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of, it's very similar to falafel. Falafel, I don't know if you know, but falafel we eat, not only like small uh, balls of falafel, we eat it like in a in a pita with a lot of stuff in it. You, you know that, yeah? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been to I different eat... Middle Eastern restaurants in, in California. Yes, They're... no, of course you can eat it like, like this. It's very tasty, but you also can eat it like in... In pita kind of sandwich, like, yeah, I, I can say kind of sandwich. In like a wrap. Yeah, yeah, kind of a wrap, yeah. So I kind of wanted to comment on like the hummus and and falafel. You you made the comment that like it's also Lebanese. Like, yeah. It's also, like it's also... Yeah, I think we stole it from them. They made it first and we stole it and made a little bit of changes on it and the spices and... Would you still consider falafel and beet and like hummus? <laughs> like, would you still consider those Israeli foods or would you say them as like, would you say that they're Lebanese? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think, I think it's both because it's, I don't think it's something that I can even explain how common it is in Israel. Like everywhere you go in in one of the streets, you will find, like we said, hummus, yeah, somewhere when you, where you can eat hummus or falafel. So even in streets when there are only houses without any shops, you will find somewhere to eat, to eat it. So it's like, it's super common. So I think this is what make it a national dish, no? The, th mm -hmm. the fact that it's common and everyone eats it all the time. Now, what is your favorite dish or like your favorite Israeli dish? My favorite dish, I think it's something that's called shakshuka. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I, okay. So I'm, I've never had like the authentic shakshuka, but that's, I've yeah. made, I've tried to make it before. But like I did it, I did it differently. Like I didn't make it like oh. the authentic way, but I have tried a, a version of shakshuka. Okay, and it was good. And let me tell you, oh my <laughs> gosh, it was incredible. Yes, yes, it's like really dipping good. the bread. And yeah, then the, in yes. it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And like the yeah. runny yolk, 
like the egg just like yes, when it- yes 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 yeah. you know what you're talking about yeah it's <laughs> it i think in my opinion it's the best dish and it's also it's like it's not like after you eat hummus you, you need you just want to go to bed to sleep you feel like so heavy and like you want to throw up and this is like a fun meal like yeah, you yeah, eat yeah. and you feel good you feel you're ready for the day yeah exactly now is shakshuka considered a breakfast dish or like can it be eaten any time of the day it's considered a breakfast dish I think, but we can eat it like uh, in the in lunch, also in dinner. It's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, falafel or hummus, you won't eat like for breakfast. I mean, like hummus, not, not like spread. I mean, like hummus, hummus, like where you in with pita, with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You won't eat it like in the morning or before bed. You mostly eat it like during lunch time. Yeah. During lunch. So, no. but the shikshuka, you can eat it like every, every part of the day. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Any, any excuse for shakshuka and I'm in. Now in Israel, is it common that like lunch is the biggest meal of the day or is it dinner? You said that breakfast is, is like really light. Like some people will just have something simple, nothing big. So like, okay. So I have an answer for you, but it, it's like, it's weird. Okay. So in one way breakfast will be the main meal of the day because in Israel we like to get up late you know (laughs) start the day in like 10 a.m or 11 a.m so it's like kind of easy and then when you wake up in 11 a.m you want to eat something like it's not breakfast and it's not lunch it's brunch yes exactly so shakshuka and a big greek salad and all of those it's like consider a breakfast uh, meal but it's not really on the morning so right on the other hand like i said hummus and falafel and sabih and shawarma you know what shawarma is shawarma i i uh, yes i do know what it is but i've never had it before so shawarma is a thing. They also have, have it in a lot of uh, places in Europe because it's so good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So lunch is very important meal because you can eat like a lot of it. Eh? And dinner is not very important. But because we are Jewish, we have on a Friday night Shabbat dinner. You know what it is? Well, it's like... I know of it, but then I've watched like videos about like Shabbat or like life in Tel Aviv or like Israel and, and it's like a whole ceremony and everything. Yeah. 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 So every Friday night we have Shabbat dinner. It's like a very big dinner with all of the, not all of the family member, but I mean like a lot, a lot like at least in Israel. I mean, I don't know how it's going on around the world, but in Israel, it's like at least. 20 people on the table and like a really big meal every every friday so it's like it's fun and with a lot of tasty dishes and this is on uh, on dinner so like all of the meals are important but but in different days yeah exactly that's very cool so and there's there's a lot of countries that actually are pretty similar uh, with the exception of dinner being very important on friday since it's like it's jewish i think because israel is new country so we are very 
affected by those old and uh, mm-hmm. old countries. Do you have a special dish or like a family recipe that like gives you a good story or like any memories? Like, is there a, like an Israeli dish that whenever you think about it, you think of like your family or like think yeah. of like something good? Yeah, I have something. Um, we have, I think it's kind of traditional dish, but not not really. It's called uh, Jachnun. You know what it is? No. <laughs> well, you're missing a lot of good Food. I'm so, sorry, t- I've never been to the Middle East. I have to go. I have to go. So Jachnun is like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like this uh, dish is like... Are they like pastries or like they're like, a, is it like a dough that's that's like Yeah, baked? it's like a dough. That looks delicious. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think you can understand. It's like a dough that's wrapped around itself, something like this. And it's really good. Is it and like a dessert? Can, like, is it sweet? It's sweet, but it's so it's it's so tasty that people don't eat it like a dessert. They eat it like a, a whole meal. You can eat it sweet with the sugar, and you can eat it like with a kind of tomato sauce or with spicy things or with egg, like boiled egg. Mm-hmm. You can eat it with everything. Uh, it came uh, with the people that came from Taiwan. How Yemen? Yemen, Yemen, Yemen. Yemen. Yeah, sorry. Yemen South, Sorry. Yemen, like, so there's Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and then Oman, I think, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay, so it came from Yemen, and my father is quarter Yemen, so he know how to, and my grandma know how to make those jachnun, and it's like, you make it in like a huge, and I, I mean a huge ball, to the whole family and then you mm-hmm. you put it in the oven for like the whole night most of them make it in friday night and then when you wake up in saturday that it's for you shabbat your shabbat yeah you wake up and the whole house smells like jachnun and you go to you wake up in 11 of course and you eat this for breakfast and it's really good yeah and it's really like family thing that's that's amazing so that dish it comes from like the yemeni jews or like the the jewish people of yemen so this jachnun is it is it kind of like is it like flaky like when you take a bite there's different layers well like when i see it's rolled it's rolled no it has the same taste the whole like like it has a similar texture to a croissant I know what you mean about when you like like the layers the croissant, yes, about the layers, but it's like it's not fluffy like croissant, you know what I mean? It's okay. like more like crispy. One big yeah, crispy and you, you can't you can buy it in, in the US. because you, you should you can buy it half made and then you just take it and put it in your oven and then you can just eat it. So I think maybe you can look for it. Maybe I can look at like maybe there are some Jewish markets in San Diego. Yeah. Like, but yeah, is, so- is it common in Israel to have Jachnun? Yes, it's very common. Because in Israel, we are most of the people are mixed. I'm caught off Yemen, caught off like Polish, caught off like I don't even remember, you know, it's it's so <laughs> not important that you don't even know what your yeah. real culture is. So we just eat everything because 
you know, everything mixed eventual, eventually. So like you said, the story is just like from your family, like you're, yeah. you're, part, you're part Yemeni. It's like something that reminds me of, you know, home and my family and all of That's this. really beautiful. I love it. And do you have any like family recipes or like variations of popular dishes? Or like, for example, do you, does your family, when you guys make shakshuka, is, do you like do anything that makes it like your own? Actually, yes. I don't know if you like, you know, the other step of making shakshuka, but we have a really uh, important step for us that we have to do every time we make shakshuka to make it like the best shakshuka, you know, mm-hmm. for our days. Every family say that they make the best shakshuka. We just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm joking. <laughs> we just add a lot of, it's like this kind of vegetable. We Bell add eggplant. Eggplant, eggplant. Eggplant, yeah, to the shakshuka. And we also, when we start making the shakshuka and we like put the garlic and onion, so we just burn it a little bit. Like roast it. Yeah, like two minutes more than it should be and two minutes before it's going burnt. Burn. <laughs> so yes, and it's it's the, the, the secret, yeah. Wow, so typically it's not supposed to have like eggplant and like that. no okay okay no but we we add in, in for my opinion it's really good yeah it's like hey it's very... just you get to eat shakshuka it's delicious yeah so. <laughs> just imagine i come to israel yay um <laughs> what is a dish that if i go to israel that i cannot miss i think okay there are a few that i think two important dishes so the first one is it's like, it's obvious, but of course I have to try it. Uh, like real falafel and hummus. Falafel and hummus that's made here and from people that know how to make it like for a lot of years making it. And also shawarma. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like with meat, it's like a big kind of tortilla. I, I think it's like, like, yeah, like, like a wrap or lavash. Yes, something like this, like big wrap, and you put a, of course, of course, hummus in it, and like some spicy sauce, and like meat, and vegetables, and then you wrap it all, and you eat it, it's it's very tasty, very important. So shawarma, like, I can't, I have to try it. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. And then, of course, like, falafel and hummus. Falafel, yeah, it's- it's like kind of basic but it's like a classic classic exactly okay perfect if somebody was telling you they were going to israel like where would you recommend them to go like do you think that tel aviv or like jerusalem is better than the other or like haifa is better than both of them like what would you say is like the best city for a visitor of course you have to go to visit jerusalem it's like it's like the holy the holy city and it's very beautiful city and they live it's like it's very authentic if you know what i mean the the houses and and the building there are from special kind of a rock they have to build with a specific kind of rock that the whole city will look old old style like if you know what i mean so yeah it's it's a very beautiful city and also tell me yeah. they're they're not overrated they're they know why they're, I don't know how to explain it, but Tel Aviv is like very 
magical city. Yeah. It's like with a lot of beautiful people that are very, that feel free to be who they are. Of course, the beach and the, and the sea is incredible. So the yeah. Dead Sea, right? Or are you talking no. about like the ocean, like into the No, I'm talking about the ocean. The ocean is like, <laughs> okay, I explain it to you. The Dead Sea is very nice. It's just not very fun. It's very beautiful. I, I agree. It's very pretty. But it's, first of all, very small. People think that it's like sea, but it's not really a sea. It's like, like you know, yeah, like this. it's just a little. It's just a little, exactly. But it's really pretty. Yes, I agree. And it, But it's very, the Dead Sea, like I said, it's a salt sea. You know that? Oh, yeah. It's the... Like you can float, like you you literally float. Yeah, yeah. It's like and and you'll find there a lot of salt, like salt uh, crystal. Oh wow! Yes, but it's it sounds good, but eventually it's like it's really hurting. It's like it's oh yeah, very, like it stings, does it? It stings, and it's it's like it's hurt because the water is like salt water. So if you have like the smallest thing, the smallest scratch on your arm. It's like burn AF, what they like they say. <laughs> it burns a lot. like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. And very, I have like heard from like some of my friends who have been to Israel and they, and they say like, it's beautiful, but it, it stings like the Dead Sea because yeah. like, it's so salty. Um, but yeah. So th- those are the places that like you would recommend like anyone to go to. Yes, but and also to the the beach in Tel Aviv, the the sea in Tel Aviv. I don't think it's it's an ocean. I think just ocean. the sea. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about it. Well, I'm just looking at a map of Israel. Like it's like it's the Mediterranean, the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, okay. So and oh, the ocean. Yeah, it's very very pretty, and it's very. I've been to oceans around the world, and I never seen like this kind of ocean it's it's so special it's very beautiful is it true that like the sunsets in tel aviv are like incredible incredible yeah i can i can send you a picture after of the sunset <sighs> that i took yeah it's no it's it's amazing yeah if you could tell somebody one thing about israel what would you tell them i think that i will tell that we have the best people in the world because we have so much culture combined that the people here are so happy and grateful for their country after you know everything that's been going to the Jews and they're happy that they have families here and the families are happy and they have homes and yeah the people are here are like so amazing and special that it's very nice that's really sweet Basically, you would just tell them, like, the people are really kind and, like, they're so grateful. They're really happy and loving. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. All right. That is pretty much the whole interview. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking part in this and, uh, like, like, telling me your perspective about Israel and, like, peace, conflict, and the culture, Israeli culture. How do you say thank you for doing this interview with me? Okay, toda. Toda. Toda, thank you. Okay, toda. Toda she itrayant. Itrayant, it's like interview. Toda itrayant. Yes, for me, it's like bishvili. Toda itrayant. 
אישבילי. תודה. תודה My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.